last time on Dice Funk. Uh, Beatrice didn't send you guys here to steal a card. She sent you here to die. Bo knew where Nucky was. Uh, he says, I might have to fi find Graves a grave. He's a mole man! Can he be our new, like, sponsor? <laughs> Memphis Cordovero, his headquarters, is in the Oak and Holly nightclub. Project Eternity, we're coming across some stuff on that. Like, is, is, is there anything specific that, that, like, you can point us towards? All I know is it killed Skell, and it's the reason that my dad isn't going to turn the company over. Why didn't you kill me when they sent you the order to? I tried to free you. Where do you plan on taking me? To Aaron, where they can remove you from that body. I'm going to pop the Nox. If you, are you trying to make a strength check to break his needle? And I'm going to say, put my boss down. Uh, and he pushes Richard Sharp out the window. Okay, and I'm really strong right now. I grab him. I stop him from falling. The the illusion, the, the phantom of Ed basically runs towards the window and jumps straight out of it. The illusory duplicate jumps out of the 108th story of the skyscraper and Ash panics and jumps after you. <laughs> <laughs> Austin, you, you managed counting to three all by yourself. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> I'm, I'm proud that you've went an entire week of having to bask in the aftermath of that uh, disastrous display I put on there last week. Um, you couldn't see. I rolled my eyes because uh, you're nerd and you know you did a good thing. So don't even pretend like, oh, I didn't mean to disrupt the storytelling with awesome, interesting choices. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, no, I accidentally came up with the most interesting possible way to solve that solution. That's then going to have interesting things at the start of next episode. Yeah. Got him. Got him. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, yep. So the illusory duplicate of Rene Eddy goes out the window, Ash panics, jumps after, and sails out of the 108th story window uh, until you can no longer see him, uh, just a dot against the cityscape below. There is a moment of shock. No one's quite sure what happened except Rene. Everyone else didn't see the illusory duplicate because of the way that spell works, and Richard is wearing bandages slash blindfold on his face so he just he, all for all he knows is that he's being manhandled he's and he heard the sound of breaking glass so the first thing that's going to happen in this episode and i'm sorry to put you on the spot lauren <laughs> god damn it is richard is going to punch you in the face <laughs> okay does does lauren get like advantage on dodging the punch don't you advantage to dodge uh, that's not how armor class works <laughs> tack roll uh three <laughs> So yeah, you don't hit me, you ding dong. I, I mean, he actually has disadvantage because he's blindfolded. So three. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were just making sure he did swing hard enough to throw himself out the window. <laughs> just foiling our amazing plan to save his life for questionable slash undefined reasons. Well, let's get into it. So Richard, who you remember is the, like the CEO of the finance branch. He's an important businessman. He thinks a nurse is roughhousing with him or something, and his immediate reaction is to try to punch you in the face. So take that as you will. Uh, what do you do as this old man is trying to rumble? Hey, I just 
being saved, you can get thrown out a window. Have some respect. Guards, guards. I we are your guards. We just saved you, you ding dong. Brody Monk, private security. <laughs> Tell him, Brody. Brody Monk, private security. I did an ocular pat down on this one. She's good. She definitely just saved you, so you're pretty fine. I'm going to get a tattoo that says ocular pat down. Um, <laughs> can you give me a deception with advantage? Because you've, la- you've laid groundwork, but let's ca- let's calm this old man down. Uh, Brody's also laying like so, so, some blood works on the ground too, right? Slowly leaking. Uh, 19. Yes, that's very good. Uh, <laughs> Richard Sharp says, what happened? What, well, who was that? Was that Bo's uh, roughhousing uh, ne'er-do-wells? Oh, no, it's, you know, they do standard drills like this all the time. Really just keep, make sure your private security is on the toes at all times. But it went through with a flying success. So, you know, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you're not hurt or scared or anything like that. You want some tea? <laughs> your booze are all gone. My, wait, what? <laughs> booze yeah. are all gone. <laughs> what happened to all the booze? Oh, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's the holiday. You know, you don't want to drink on the holiday. So, you know. <laughs> um. Jeez. All right, so Katarina, you're doing this very successful deception while you have three holes in your neck. Just to recap, Ash stabbed you, uh, not to kill you, but to draw as much blood as possible uh, to paint your entire front in a bloody stain to make it look like you were in super big danger so that Renee would surrender. So that's that's something to take into account with your role playing. Luckily, he can't see you, but you look absolutely ghastly, even if you're not in... <laughs> immediate danger so that's another thing that's going on in this scene i like to think i'm staying halfway out the window so i'm just shooting all the blood out the window <laughs> <laughs> so like, like pitching pitching the whole oh that's terrible it's terrible what 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 you're not spouting but it's it's you know it looks bad um so what do you guys do uh quickly while we're still in the room with the big banking computer uh is is there any way that like we can use that computer to just just like totally wipe our debts while we're here <laughs> Uh, so this was brought up in some of the listener discussions over the week, and it's an interesting question. My counter to that is, if I handed you like the Bank of America interface right now, could you do that right now in the real world? Because I'm not sure I could. I don't. Or even if you could do it in the short term, could you make it irreversible or not obvious? Mm-hmm. I don't know that any none of you are hackers as established in the fiction. I feel like mm-hmm. yeah. while maybe you might be able to do something, it would not be what you really want out of yeah, this. Yeah, I think my my thinking had been that it prob- if we could do it in the short term, then like so many banking transactions happen, no one's gonna notice. It's fine. But you make a very good point about I would have no idea how to start with like a stock exchange style computer being like, okay, let's find my alimony payments on this. What well, right? Uh, and depending on how the debt is managed, it could have been bought and resold among so many people that the actual holder of the debt no longer is the original debt holder. So you know, because that also happens. Sure does. I'm not saying no. I, I always want to encourage creative thinking, but it's going to be a little bit more simple than I push the solve all my problems button. Yeah, so. that's fine. Mm-hmm. I assumed it would be more complicated than that, but I was like, I, I, I should at least ask if there's a solve all my problems button. But I want to push it. <laughs> there's a lot of buttons and you don't know what they do. Mm. Isn't that life, though? <laughs> yeah. uh, Ed is going to try and get like one of the... The, the dish towels from the bar area and get it over to Katarina so she can at least cover up the wounds on her neck. 
She is going to promptly throw it to the ground when you hand it to her. <laughs> All right. Katarina's making choices. Uh, Frank is going to message Algernon and be like, hey, so there was an assassination attempt up here a minute ago. Uh, I think we're done with the computer. How do we get out? Algernon texts back, stay right there. Uh, I text back, really? <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. Winky face question mark? No. <laughs> he sends you an eggplant emoji. Oh, damn it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Lenora's gonna go get Mr. Sharp back in his hospital bed. Mm-hmm. And be like, are you okay, sir? They didn't tell me there was a drill today. I don't Nothing but incompetence. Was it, where's the other maid you were training? I haven't heard her voice. What is she doing? Keep an eye on that one. Oh, she quit because they didn't tell her either. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. If they can't handle it, we don't need we don't need losers. I can handle it. I'm not a loser. <laughs> so once once we're all out of range of of Sharp, who's back in bed, I I, I kind of want Frank to just ask like, did he just throw himself out a window? Did I see that right? <laughs> he just shrugs in response and then, you know, puts a finger up to where his mouth is just to sort of indicate, you know. Oh, uh, okay, okay, right. I, I, I guess it's a secret. He threw himself out the window. Cool. <laughs> Lenora, you notice because you're putting Richard in bed, you see his, his charts and stuff. You asked about them last week, but we didn't really go into specifics. Um, in case you were curious, what's going on with him health wise uh-huh. is that um, the the Medusa supplements that he has to take so that he doesn't turn everybody to stone, including himself. If you'll recall the original Medusa legend, that's how Perseus defeats Medusa is using a mirror to make her look at herself. Yes. Um, so he's a danger to himself when he's not on his medication and he has some other uh, medication he needs to take for his general health. Like a lot of beings do. And there's a bad interaction between that and the Medusa supplements. So he had to stop taking them. So that's why his face is all bandaged up. So he doesn't turn himself to stone. <laughs> Okay, he's not having some kind of fancy eye surgery. Correct. Okay. I'm going to tuck him in. There was some deliberate ambiguity about the thing. He's not dying. He's not like sickly and this is like his deathbed. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> it's hard to get up and enjoy your opulent lifestyle when you can't see. Yeah, but I do like the way that this situation played out where Lenora was actually like really deferential and like thoughtful <laughs> about Richard, even though he's clearly a douche waffle of the highest order. She was like, oh, this old man is dying. I have to be nice. And then you you finally check his charts. You're like, you're not dying at all. <laughs> you're not dying at all. Push him out of the bed. It's like... I'm I'm also just realizing the fact that he can't see explains like his bizarre choice to have a toilet with no walls around it in his in his right. space. It's like, oh, you can't see how ridiculous that looks. <laughs> I think that choice predates the eye stuff. I think I think he's just a weird old man, and I think probably <laughs> magic toilets exist and that they're clean because magic. Fair. Lots of things can be explained away with magic. So the rest of you guys uh, kind of collect yourselves. Uh, Katerina, you don't accept the towel <laughs> to stem the bleeding, but uh, you guys are basically waiting for Algernon to arrive, and he eventually does. Um, he nearly trips over the cleaning supply cart that is left wedged in the door, um, almost goes ass over tea kettle running into the room, uh, sees the four of you, one of you covered in blood, sees the smashed window, <laughs> and then sees his dad in bed, and it says, What the hell's going on, Frank? 
Um, robot assassins. Uh, he just points at Ed. Yeah, sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not that robot. Different robot. Algernon gets that Grinch smile again. That awful, terrible idea smile. Um, because remember, he wants you to come up here to start some ruckus, but you don't. You didn't really know why. And then he says a thing, and you know why. He says, Dad, there's intruders. Don't worry. I'll stop them. Uh, me too. Brody Monk, I'll help stop them too. But mostly me, Dad, using my cards, which are very useful and not at all a waste of time and money. Lenora's just still tucking him in. Oh, no. I'm being defeated by the cards. Ah! <laughs> um, so Algernon uh, grabs you uh, Frank and starts you know perp walking you out of the room he says I got this dad I'm saving the day wow look at your son defeat that criminal with his cards <laughs> oh there goes the best card player I've ever seen save, saving your life with his cards oh no that one's good get back up and I shoot it and I fire a bullet at the ground I'm like don't worry I got that one you're all good you can't have the rest Wait, <laughs> you fire a gun? Yes. Uh, Richard fucking nearly shits himself inside out. Laura uh, <laughs> starts petting his snake head. God. All right, Algernon's trying to get you guys out of here. Yeah, Frank's going with him. I'm going to make an excuse to leave. Ed will cast Disguise Self and just make him look like some nondescript human that is sort of the same shape and body type as himself. So he looks like just some person. <laughs> I'm a honky normal guy. <laughs> Please don't pay attention to me. I am perfectly average and non-threatening. Well, I mean, like, it, it's more the fact that he also can't talk because this guy's self won't change his voice. So... Yeah, I gotta get going, Dick Shop. You know, there's a counterterrorism meeting downstairs. They need me there to help lead the council, so... Uh, you take care of yourself, and remember, uh, you never had any booze. Goodbye. <laughs> Jesus. All right, so Algernon, uh, like, fake arrests you all, basically, to get you out of here. Uh, he walks you down the hallway. There's not really that much hallway. He walks you out of the room uh, to the executive elevator and opens it and gets you guys inside. And uh, there's, like, some awkward silence as he pushes the ground floor button. So, um, there's still a bunch of people down in that lobby right yeah i mean we employ a lot of security personnel and the building's on lockdown i told them i have it covered and i'm gonna perp walk you guys out they're just gonna let you perp walk multiple people out and none of those security people are gonna pounce on us you're the boss's kid what are they gonna do to stop you right i stopped your heist i was very heroic there are witnesses Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i did save your dad from getting thrown out a window yeah, do you guys want to explain that? I didn't send you up there to kill him. What what happened? What is go? Why? Who do? Um, not us. Co- corporate espionage of some kind. Someone wa- someone wanted to harm him, and when we 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 stepped in and stopped it. Do you know who who who's behind it? Well, I know they came up dressed as a maid. I know that. Not helpful. I mean, who gave the order? Aaron Aeronautics. Thank you. Uh oh. That that is a name we've just given Algernon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Until now, nobody in Crown knew any of that stuff, and now they do. But we're friends now, buddy, right? Are we? 
I saved your dad from getting thrown out a window, and he threw things at me, and I gave him alcohol. I mean, my dad wicked sucks. Yeah, I tucked him in. You're welcome. He's happy now. (laughs) (laughs) Don't wake daddy. The Milton Bradley board game. (laughs) Jeez. Hey, give me your phone number. (laughs) Okay. Uh, He doesn't have any reason not to. Because, I mean, everyone's on social media these days. Everyone has access to everyone, more or less. So, it's not a problem. Yeah, I'm going to harass him sometimes. I feel like it. Oh, gosh. Algernon, look, I, I, I know it's been, a, it's been a hell of a day in here, but if you want, if you want another match sometime one-on-one, give me a shout. Yeah, I mean, we have to. That That one didn't really count. So, if you are capable of beating me now, we need to actually... I'll well, see. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you say that that one didn't count because you won. And if it doesn't count, then that means I don't have to stop playing a uh, holodeck. So, it's all good by me. I mean, if you stop playing holodeck, then I can't continue to embarrass you. So that wouldn't really be that much fun. See, is is the thing. It's almost like deep down, somewhere deep inside you, you actually quite enjoy playing card games with me. It's almost like that's the case. Well, yeah, it's no fun to lose, so. <laughs> or we're friends. Let, let's <laughs> e- ease up a little there, Tail. What are you going to say about my tail? It's just, it's going bananas right now. What is, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm great. Algernon doesn't know you're super high, and I think maybe this is the first time you, Lenora, are even aware of like how your body is reacting, which is uh, <laughs> your tail is going on quite a journey. <laughs> you're, you're, I know exactly what you're talking about. Your tail's just like just like stroking everyone and everything, just like, ooh. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like when cats are like in a really attacky mood and their tail's just like flopping all over the place. Constantly doing the butt wiggle that s- signals you're about to pounce. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think right now, like the 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 main thing Frank's thinking about before we get down to the lobby is just ha- how thankfully is in hindsight to have been offered the skirt a few episodes ago. <laughs> All right, so ding, the elevator door is open, and you guys are on the ground floor of Sharp Investments. There are armed security forces, some of which are in military uniform here but they're kind of standing uh, out of the way as Algernon, like, roughly uh, starts dragging (laughs) Frank ahead of him and everyone else is supposed to follow. And he's like, that'll teach you to mess with me and my dad. Nobody steals our secrets and gets away with it. You're lucky I don't waste you like I wasted the other ones. All by myself. Oh, no, I've been defeated by you and your cards. Oh, no, I've been defeated by the superior holodeck duelist. Ed is doing the typical thing where a corporate executive is sort of taken in for a crime where he's trying to use his, uh, he's trying to use like a suit jacket and sort of cover up his head and face to obscure it, acting like he's really, 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 really ashamed of himself. I'm just a maid getting off work. Don't know what happened up there. All of a sudden, there was crime. <laughs> Frank, Frank, at this point, has no shame. Oh, well, I'm Brody Monk, so I'm not being arrested. I'm I'm just heading out to another counterterrorism meeting, so. <laughs> okay, I do like this now. So basically, two of you are being arrested. There just happens to be a maid and a security guard there. Fine. Um, so he drags Frank out the front of the building, uh, throw, like pushes you down on the sidewalk. And says, and stay out. Ah, uh, this has been a, t- a very fitting punishment for uh, for our transgressions. 
he goes to go back inside, but then turns around and goes, and another thing. And he, he kicks you kind of hard in the stomach. Oh, <laughs> uncalled for. And I missed the attack roll. <laughs> Five. I guess he doesn't uh, kick me kind of hard in the stomach then. So he like kicks him in like the knee. Well, he kicks you in the teeth instead. <laughs> or, he, or he just stubs his toe on the ground. Breaks his foot. He almost eats shit on the sidewalk. He, it was a, like a Peanuts cartoon where fucking Lucy pulls up the football and Charlie Brown does a backflip. That's what almost <laughs> happened here. Um, but he recovers himself enough uh, and he throws something at you before turning back. And it's supposed to be like insulting, but it's just a wadded up piece of paper. Ooh. Uh, uh, I'm down here in the trash where I belong. <laughs> the wadded up piece of paper. Yeah, Frank's going to un- unroll the piece of paper when when we are suitably away. <laughs> yeah, the piece of paper says on it, Oak and Holly Nightclub. Yes. Memphis Cordovero. And then in parentheses, I'm looking for some kindness. Okay. Ugh. Okay, so a couple of things about that. That is not indicative of my heyday as a holodeck toolist, I'll have you all know. <laughs> Also, yeah, that guy threw himself out a window. Ed, Ed is waiting until we kind of walk far enough along where he kind of duck in, remove the disguise, come back out, like, back into his normal self before he begins talking out loud. Yeah, as you guys leave the shadow of the Sharp Investments building, you see a kid uh, running, uh, holding a metal arm. And he says, Daddy, Daddy, look what I found. Oh, no. It has half of a broken pithing needle sticking out of the palm. Is uh, Lenora still dressed as a maid? I'll turn off my disguise. Uh, I was going to suggest if you're dressed as a maid, you could be like, oh, I'll clean that up and just take the arm. Okay, I'll stay maided and I'll be like, oh, hello, I am the maid. Please give me this this debris. Uh, deception? <laughs> hello, I am the maid. You get advantage on this deception. Oh, I get advantage on everything. <laughs> 18. That's good enough to convince a kid that they need to submit to an adult in basic authority. So uh, the kid hands you the arm. He says, but I wanted it. It's shiny. I know. (laughs) You'll get another shiny someday. Just this one's garbage. Oh, I don't like garbage. Yeah, see, you're learning. Where's the rest of this garbage so I can clean it up all by myself? I just found it over there by the broke car. Good job, kid. Go find your parents now. (laughs) Stay in school. (laughs) Eat lots of candy. <laughs> Yay, candy! <laughs> Lessons learned. Don't touch trash, but eat plenty of candy. Dad, the cat's a, the cat maid said I can have candy. <laughs> so here's, here's the thing. Like, I'm not too worried about us having this arm because like, clearly there was already a way for, for Ash to find Ed. So I don't think having the arm is going to like be the thing that means that, that Ed... That Ed gets found. Right. Ed wakes up. Ed wakes up while it is stasis and the arm just crawls after him. A la Adam's family and just tries to strangle him. <laughs> I'm just hopefully maybe we can investigate it later and find out something useful about pithing needle arm. Well, can I go look over where the kid pointed and see if there's any more pieces of ash? Uh, you go over to where the kid pointed and there aren't any other pieces of ash, but you do find a car uh, which has been mangled from the top in a strange way from fallen not quite as if he just landed on it 
It's weird. It's almost like like a bomb went off like 10 feet above it. Oh. Electromagnet? Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. I'm going to give the arm to Katarina to put in her infinite pocket. <laughs> I do like the image there of you trying to fit a whole arm into your jeans pocket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, long story short, I uh, made Ash think that I jumped out the window and he followed suit. See, that's that's, that's good to know because cause, like, I didn't say nothing. But like there was a good few minutes where he was just standing and then he jumped out a window and it had been a long day. I honestly thought that I'd just kind of lost it a bit. I, it had been a day. I didn't want Richard Sharp to hear my voice, so I communicated entirely a message up until I switched over to uh, a phantom of myself. Sorry about your neck there. Bah. You okay, cat? I'm okay. I'm doing real good. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> you look high as shit. Yep. I am. That's what happens when you do drugs. Lessons learned on Dice Funk. <laughs> you got a problem with it? Nah, get as fucking high as you want. We 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 should probably be getting getting back. Like this we should we should be getting out of here. This has been a been a bit of a mess. Yeah. I wanna go talk to this Memphis guy. Okay, so that's where you guys are going? Uh mm-hmm. yes. I think so. Because technically because technically the game is still on until we're somewhere safe and we're not somewhere safe yet. Correct. Uh so you guys walk through North Valentine to get to the subway station to take you back down to South Val, uh where the Oak and Holly nightclub is. Um we haven't really spent much time up here just walking around, so I want to point out a couple of things about it aesthetically. One is that it is not a Blade Runner type of future city where it's like dark and smoggy and neon. It's very clean up here. It's very like Apple mm-hmm. aesthetics, a lot of like white plasticky surfaces and uh, weird beveled corners and there's screens everywhere, but they're not playing like tacky ads. They're all very like classy this was designed by a committee to be nice. It's supposed to be nice and non-threatening. Ed is probably looking around and isn't, you know, particularly taken aback by how things look. Um, in some respect, it kind of looks familiar to him in terms of just how nice and sort of artificially nice everything is in North Valentine. I, th- I think for Frank, it's the kind of place that, like, he at one point hoped he might one day settle down, but kind of realized, like, yeah, this is never going to be where Frank's going to end up. Lenora hates it. (laughs) She feels like it's, like, oppressive and stifles her creativity. It's okay. I mean, meh, whatever. She doesn't have too many thoughts on it. It's sort of just, like, this place just feels weird. All right, and so the the group uh, gets onto the subway train to go back down to South Valentine. You guys find some seats. Uh, they are sticky. Um, it's not great, but it does. The temperature is better in here because you're not out out in the on the surface in the middle of a desert. So that's nice. Um, do you guys want to talk about or do anything while you guys take the subway? I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Do subway trains have bathrooms? They usually do. I've never been in one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Most trains do. Cool. I learned something today. I'm going to go to the subway bathroom and I'm going to shadow box the door mirror. 
<laughs> While Katarina's gone, Frank's just gonna like quietly say to the others, like, so- something's clearly up with Kat. Like, I don't really know how to talk to her. I, I feel like when I tried to talk to her before, it just kind of made things worse in the elevator, but. I'm feeling very attacked right now. I don't I don't think that's necessarily anything you've done that's annoying her right now. I I don't know how to get her to open up about this, but there's clearly something going on, so just if there's anything I can do to help, let me know, but I I don't know if I can if I can help her open up at all now. We should ply her with food. <laughs> Free food. That's not a half bad idea. I have a feeling we're going to be on the hook for at least a month's worth of appetizers at this rate. Uh, it's fine, but it... <laughs> well, it's ridiculous as it is. Stick it on stick it on what I owe. It's all good. All right, so as you guys are having this conversation about uh, <laughs> getting Katarina to op- open up by feeding her cheese sticks, the train uh, comes to a stop. Not your stop. The doors open. People uh, start getting on and off. And you notice a drone floats into the train this isn't like the other ones you've seen so far it's not just a camera drone that floats around narking on people it's not like the butler bot and it's not like a droney maloney it's something you've never seen before and it's uh weird it's weirdly spiky it has a lot of uh angles and corners on it it's a very strange looking drone and it floats over to you guys particularly oh no is there any like model number or anything we can quickly google you get up to check the model number and a blue light shoots out of it and projects a hologram in front of you. Mm. And that hologram is of an old lizard folk uh, that you immediately recognize as Solomon Luna. Oh, shit. Ha. Oh, oh, great. We're doomed. Over under uh, how many people we need to hold hostage to get out of this train without anyone dying. Uh, I think 13. 13 is a, <laughs> a good number to aim at. So we do. I'm going to go with a solid seven. Okay, so you're going under on that. Okay. Less is more. I'm just thinking I'll like mirror image and be like, there's three of me now. Which one are you going to arrest? Ah! <laughs> the Solomon Luna hologram announces to the train passengers, if you check your bank accounts, you will see that I have deposited 500 gold into your account. In recognition of your assistance in this matter, please exit the train immediately. If you follow these directions, an additional 1,000 gold will be deposited into your account for your cooperation. Thank you. And everyone starts looking around and like, oh, cool, money. And they start getting off the train. Uh, Frank's going to go to start walking off the train because he could really use 1,500 gold. Uh, The drone floats over to block your path, and Luna says, you did not check your bank account, did you, duelist? Uh, Um, I will check it now and expect to see 500 cold. (laughs) Unfortunately, I have not extended the offer to you. Didn't think you would have. (laughs) If you would kindly retake your seat, I believe we have business. No, we don't. The drone floats over to the to the seat across from you guys, and as the last people get off the train, the doors close and lock, and the train does not start moving again. Uh, Katarina still is in the bathroom, shadowboxing in the mirror. 
I'm actually, uh, I want to, while she's, she's, she's finished shadow boxing for a moment and she's taking out her phone and she's going to send a text message to Graves. Oh. Uh, and it's just going to say, you might be in some trouble and I'd like to help. Meet me at the Oak and Holly later tonight. Solomon's going to fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) That could be taken two very different ways. Uh, uh, Graves sends back the Drew Scanlon blinking white guy gif. (laughs) She's going to try to type back metaphorically, but it gets really butchered. Autocrack can't help her. (laughs) You need something going right to help out there first. Yeah. Uh, So you're struggling trying to figure out how to spell metaphorically. Um, He did get the message, but I don't know how he would respond in words. So it's he basically just starts sending you gifts of people with confused faces back with Solomon Luna's hologram being projected from this uh, weird spiky drone. He says, so you have successfully beaten the odds in another operation. Well done. I feel like you're fucking with us. We we definitely did did the thing that we att- intended to do. Yep. I will cut to the chase. I have an offer for you. What kind of offer are we talking? Work for me. Why? You are good at what you do, and I pay better than anyone else. What if we like someone else better, even if they pay less? You will find my offer is superior. Do you pay actual money upon completion of jobs rather than just handing us things that, while useful, don't actually deal with our problem of needing money? I pay what people are worth. Is that money? (laughs) (laughs) I believe... Everyone has the freedom and the opportunity to achieve in life. If you deserve it, you will prosper. That is what I believe. Is this an offer we can talk about without you around before we get back to you? People do not get back to me. In order to accept my offer... You need only signal your acceptance. You do not, cannot, and will not contact me. How do we signal? Currently, my operations in our interdepartmental games are coordinated via the police department. However, I have found their assistance lacking. If you wish to supersede their role and take their place, then you can signal your acceptance by removing them from their position. Yikes. Just how many people do you have a hit out for, then? I do not require anything so crude as hits. People naturally do what is best for them, and I offer many things that are good for people. Nature takes its course. You do not have to do anything that you do not want to do. That is the freedom I believe in. We'll sleep on it. It is optimistic 
to think that you will get to sleep again. It's it's a ter- it's an expression. F- fortunately, <laughs> uh, just as a potty correction, you know that like, like like my kind doesn't actually sleep. So I mean that's that's not surprising. Um, also, the whole like you're never gonna sleep again thing. That's that's not a good way to make someone think this is a good idea to to join you. Just never sleeping again is not a good sales pitch. Spare me your lectures on ethics and philosophy. If I recall correctly, you and your group ended scores of lives just last week. Do you have any idea what kind of impact that has wrought on your own communities? I don't know. Suddenly I can't hear. Not only have you shattered 50 families, but the police department has had to hire many additional replacements. That is quite expensive. Where does that money come from? How does the police department pay for operations? Do you know? No. But if you're worried about paying for it, why don't you help pay for it? If you're so worried, you have enough money. If the police department is to justify its existence, it must profit. It does so via civil forfeiture. Oh, this this is where you arrest someone and take their stuff. And that stuff is the police's now, and that's how they get their money. Yes. And now you have forced the police department to restaff at an unprecedented speed. You have, in essence, stolen from your own communities in great force. So do not lecture me on ethics. Listen, I said I'll think about it. I know a lie when I hear it. We in North Valentine have a saying... In order to be civilized, one must tell civil lies. Oh my god. Uh, First of all, that's pretentious as hell. And second of all, we will think about it. But right now we're having some intergroup drama. So it would be preferential to have a conversation that's not overseen by a hologram. Like, literally, we need like 10 minutes to sort our shit out. (laughs) Like, that's, that's the deal we've got going on right now. This drone will depart if it makes you uncomfortable, but do not think that you are not seen. I see everything you do. That is why I'm here. I have seen your performance, and I desire your skills and labor. I don't know. Something something you've said during our conversation gives me the impression you don't see everything we do. There are things. There are things that you clearly are not quite up to speed on. You like to give your sanctimonious speech here, but you're clearly not as all-seeing as you're trying to I- imply. So just let us talk out our shit for like 10 minutes, and we'll get back to you. More, more than 10 uh, minutes. More, it's hypothetical 10 minutes. So let, let, us, let us talk our shit out before we, you know, get back to you. How you spend your time is of no interest to me. I will leave if you desire to accept my offer. Take the position... From the man who has it. If not, you know how the system works. So, good day. Bye. And the hologram switches off and the drone floats out as the doors unlock and open. As the drone is floating out, Frank's just going to shout, 
if you wanted us to work for you giving us the 1500 gold you gave everyone else might have been a nice start <laughs> this is actually really funny because i had no idea that katarina wasn't going to be there for this like uh chris and i didn't plan that or anything and i was absolutely going to have him like offer like significant financial stuff that i think katarina might be in the, the headspace to take so the fact that she wasn't there is very interesting and uh, kind of serendipitous but uh the train starts moving again i don't know about you guys but i want to go see memphis i think he sounds more fun <sighs> And not just because he works at my nightclub. <laughs> I get the feeling that going with Solomon is not going to be a smart idea. That does not seem like the kind of person that long term... Well, he's he's already selling out his police force in order for us to replace them. That that does not sound like a stable position of employment. But like we need we need to we need to talk to to Cat as well. Just in case there's any confusion, he's not saying you guys replace the whole police force. He's saying if you want Graves' job, kill Graves. <laughs> kill Graves. Well, that's the point. Is like it's if we want to take that position, we he's telling us to basically replace the current people who are working for him. And it's like, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not here to kill anybody today. I've seen others like this. They care about results, and as long as you get results. There, you're still useful, and as soon as you stop getting results, well, you're no longer useful, and that seems to be the case here. Also, I I have no idea if you lot caught it. He's he's clearly not as as omnipotent as he was trying to make out because uh, a lot of talk about us and the people we killed. Yeah, there are a lot of things that I am. I'm a druggie and I'm a thief, but I am no murderer. Yeah, he's he's he's. <laughs> Clearly making us an offer based on incomplete information. His whole, oh, I'll be able to see everything you talk about if I go. Is information does not need to be complete to be useful as leverage, as long as as long as we keep the ruse up about what actually happened. Have we got his cat st- just staying in the bathroom still, or uh, she can come out eventually? I assume eventually she's like, is the train broken or what's up? Yeah, the train is weirdly empty except for your friends. <laughs> The chain break? We tell you what happened. Nice. <laughs> so we didn't get the 1500 is what you're saying? No. No, I trust me, I did, I did ask. I don't want to work for him. I think he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Harsh language. Here's the thing. If I, if I honestly thought that there was money on the table and that I could leave quick and be clean done with him, I'd take it, but... I he walked to the t- to the deal table with money for everyone but us. B he's offering us a deal where it's his. He's telling us to replace the people who were previously important to him. That doesn't sound like we're going to be particularly stable. As soon as he p- finds someone better, he'll replace us. That's not going to be good for us. And then he seems to really want to imply a level of control over us that worries me about us ever getting out of that situation I, i've got bad feelings about his offer plus can't you imagine how insulted he would be if we went to the one member that they're always leaving out <laughs> instead of him oh that would be pretty tasty <laughs> i don't know what what, what are you thinking cat i mean he's probably just gonna fuck us over the same way b did so why bother going with him yeah, that's the spirit. No, no lizard for us. 
ding. Uh, I don't know. Why did it make an elevator noise? No one knows. The train gets to the st- station and the doors open. Please stay clear of the closing doors. Um, and people start getting on and off. Well, no, no one's getting off. People are getting on and there's you. What do you do? Is it our stop? Yep. Yeah, let's get off. Bye. <laughs> Bye, train. Um, as you guys are walking uh, away from the train station, the subway station, uh, to the Oak and Holly nightclub, Ed, you get a, a text message. I assume you have your phone on you. Everyone else does. Yep, yep. Um, it's from Marshall Kennedy, and it says, <laughs> I think Ash is coming for you. Is it because he threw him out a window? He said, I just woke up and I just saw the GPS. I think you might be in trouble. Oh, because we have his arm. <laughs> Ed, Ed will reply, Ed will reply uh, had a run-in at the top of a tower. Ash jumped off, <laughs> lost an arm. We're currently carrying it. Uh, Kennedy responds, okay, cool, nice, good, sweet, dope, chill. But Ed will, Ed will message his thanks to Kennedy. That's, that's definitely not the last we're going to see of him, which makes me worried, but... See, I, here's the thing, I'm not too worried because, you know, Ash is armless. <laughs> <laughs> He's unarmed. He, he still has another arm, you know. I mean, he, he has more than one. Armless, Ed. Armless. <laughs> unarmed. You guys just start chanting armless, unarmed at Ed. <laughs> uh, and you guys see ahead of you the Oak and Holly nightclub. It's bumping. Uh, you guys started them the heist in the middle of the day so it was very busy so you could get lost in the crowd and that took a while and now it's like getting to night so it's like prime hours and uh it's popping off but they see lenora and they know you you know you work there so they let you and your friends in no muss no fuss i'm gonna take my suit jacket off because i got like a little crowd top underneath so i look cooler (laughs) nice uh what was what was the phrase that we were given that we needed to say in here (laughs) it was like i'm in need of some kindness i'm looking for kindness yes Alright, uh, I'm gonna go to the Modron bartender mm-hmm. and be like, hey, guy, <laughs> uh, do you know where I can find Memphis? It's about some business because I work here sometimes. Um, the Modron bartender, who, if you will recall, is like kind of an upside down pyramid uh, robot, um, is like cleaning a glass and you come up and you ask for Memphis and he, he shrugs and says, that's not my department. Do you need a drink? No, later. Bye, Steve. <laughs> Bye, Lenara. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I I work here, so I don't know if there's like an office or something. There are a couple of off limits areas. There's like a private, uh, like high rollers area. There's some supply stuff. There's like four or five. You don't know which one. There's a lot of off limits places in a nightclub. What what does that what does that thing on the notes say? Uh, I'm looking for kindness. I'm gonna try and say that to the Modron. See if that does anything. Okay, so you go back to the Modron again. Hello, Lonara. Like, hey, Steve, I'm looking for kindness. Oh, why didn't you say so? I'm dumb. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so, can yeah, Steve, do that. <laughs> yeah, Steve uh, puts down the glass he was cleaning and goes uh, and whispers something in another Modron's ear, and they wave you back to, um, there's a door with, like, a velvet rope in front of it, and they click it and lift it. So you can go through. I, I picture Lenora like batting at the uh, the rope <laughs> as she passes by it. Yeah, I'm like, ooh. 
As you guys start to go into the private area, uh, Katarina, you feel somebody grab your arm from behind you. Oh no. Uh, I'm going to turn with my fist already clinched to get ready to knock this person out. Uh, it's William Graves. You didn't bite him there. You still have the grenade. <laughs> ah, don't hit me. I got your tags now. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, you mind waiting a quick second here? I got a meeting I got to take real quick. I mean, I got stuff to do, dude. I got to finish making dinner. I got to tuck my kids in. What do you want? Oh, I, I feel like you should have waited till you tucked your kids in before you came out here for this. <laughs> what does that mean? You just you said you just texted me said someone's gonna fuck me. And what <laughs> is this? What the kids are doing? Is that is that this your generation's you up? What's happening? I I don't even know what this generation does. I don't have like data plans on this. Okay. Yeah, you don't seem like you're the one who has plans. What do you want? Go tuck your fucking kids in and come back here. I got a meeting to take. N- no. All right, fine. And I'll say uh, to everyone else, like, go on ahead. I got to talk some stuff out first. Okay. Two thumbs up. I give her a thumbs up. Okay. Just just, just remember, if you if you got to sock him, don't do it on the side that's got the metal plate on it. Graves leads you over to a table, Katarina. And the first thing he says as he sits down, he's like, so this is about giving me back my gun, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely, totally. No, you stupid fucking dickhead. It's not about giving back your gun. It's about trying to save your life. I'd rather have my gun, but go on. So we investigated on one of our jobs, one of the computers of the members of the, you know, the fucking big people, whatever their stupid name is, branch people, executives. You know the titles I'm talking about. Sure. And one of them mentioned Solomon Luna's planning to have you killed. And I'll show him the text of the screenshot we took of that. He's, I mean, that, that was in character silence as he absorbs that knowledge. And he says, well, you guys have humiliated me numerous times in public. Yeah, sucks to suck. <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm not surprised. That's how he, he works. Either you're the best or you don't work for him. Join us. Get him to join Team Loser. Let's cut back to the other team while uh, there's that moment of uncertainty between Katarina and Graves. Uh, the rest of, I guess we're calling them Team Loser, uh, go into the, I don't even, there isn't even a sign in the door. It doesn't even say like members only or anything. There's like no information. It's deliberately obscure and you're led down a hallway. The sign says losers only. That, that's how we got in. <laughs> no, that's why no one checks there. It says losers only. There's like a brick uh, hallway that has like band posters all over the wall. It's like there's a weird vibe in this place. You're not sure how to put it. It's not like a normal executive's office. You guys have been to Bo's office. You've been in Richard Sharp's office. This is a totally different vibe. He's not a normal executive. He's a cool executive. He's the kind of executive who sits backwards on his chair. (laughs) With his feet on his desk. So Steve the Modron (laughs) brings you to the only door in this hallway and uh, knocks on it. There's no reply for a second. And then you hear a voice say, Come in. Um, And Steve waves you guys in and actually walks away. He just leaves you there. He's not even going to like guard you. Hi, Steve. (laughs) And you guys open the door to Memphis Court of Arrows office. And you see uh, there is what is essentially a... The phrase I want to use is man cave, but that's a shitty thing that idiots say. But what you see when you walk in is there's a giant mole playing holodeck with Rosen, 
the fire newt. Rosen! Hey, bitch. What are you doing? What are you doing in here? I'm on break. You work here? Well, I'm a drug dealer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you work everywhere. I work, yeah. I mean, I mostly saw out of here. Um, do you guys know my boss? And you guys see Memphis Cordovero, who is not a starry-nosed mole. There's uh, many kinds of moles. The kind of mole he is is a golden mole. Uh-huh. I highly recommend you Google image search that. Uh, that was actually sent to me by a listener. Um, they are <gasps> gorgeous. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> they look like they arrive in nature brushed and like styled <laughs> by some divine stylist. They're, they're just adorable. They're, they... They look like if a hamster had, like, hands. (laughs) I'm sending a very good picture Mm -hmm. to the Skype. Mm -hmm. They have, like, a a prominent, cute nose and no visible eyes whatsoever. And, in fact, when you guys walk into the room, you see Rosen and Memphis playing holodeck. You note that Memphis's cards are in Braille. Oh. Um, As far as you know, Memphis cannot see. Um, but he has a, you know, an excellent snout. What kind of deck you running? We're playing commander. So I'm doing Azorius mid range. I got a Farah for a card advantage. Uh, you know how it is. Nice. Nice. So I don't know him, but we're here to get to know him. Hi, Memphis. My name is Lenora Desmond and I'm really cool. Let's talk. <laughs> what is that delightful smell? Is that perfume? It's wonderful. Oh, thank you. I really like perfume because it makes me feel like a fancy lady. Um, you guys actually notice another detail about um, Memphis. He's wearing a, a sports jersey. Uh, it's the Ilium Hydras. You don't know what sport that is. Nice. Um, but he's wearing like a green sports jersey. That's the way he's dressed. He doesn't have any pants on. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. He's he's just a fuzzy tato. Literally. We've not met either. Um, my name's Frank, Frank Westerly. Um, we are hoping... To work for you in the game. And I must tell you, we are highly sought after. <laughs> but we, we have many offers on the table, but we thought we'd come to you. Oh, I heard about that. Uh, Bo is showing you guys off tonight. How'd that go? It didn't go well. We think she's trying to have us killed. And then Solomon asked us to work for him, but he's a prick. It's been a, it's been a hell of a night. <laughs> well... You're alive, so it clearly went well. That's the whole point. It's like like an exhibition. You guys, everyone knew, and you did a good job, and now you're like really valuable? Well, we want to work for you, because you're cool. Me? me? I, just, I just run some restaurants and some stuff. I like restaurants and stuff. Yeah, they're pretty good. Have you tried the uh, <laughs> sweet potato fries? Delectable. Oh, I love sweet potato fries, especially like if I've been smoking a lot of weed. Everything tastes so good. You know, right? I don't know. You smoke? <laughs> uh, I, I have a... <laughs> this is the dumbest conversation I've ever had. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's uh, some hallucinogenic uh, fungi that is uh, occasionally. Listen, bud, we should just hang out sometime. But like, think about how cool it would be, not only because... You get to show us off, but then we turn down Solomon for you. Yeah, I don't know if I can afford you guys. I don't need that much. I just need enough to live and to not get murdered. Look, the situation we are in right now is that the people we were in the game with tried to have us killed, and that is less than ideal for what we are going for right now. 
You keep saying that? I think maybe you guys are confused. If you guys would have died, she would have collected your insurance, which would have been fine. I'm sure she would have been happy with that. But ideally, she wanted you guys to succeed so that some other member would buy you guys from her. It's a contract sell-off, basically. Capitalism is way too confusing for me. I'm, I'm, I'm lost on what we're doing. Basic, basically, there is a value in our heads as assets, and Bo was looking to raise our value by putting us in a seemingly high-stakes situation that was actually safe for everyone involved, thereby making us look more impressive before selling us off to the highest bidder, who would have easily been Solomon. So we, we are basically human property right now, that's what you're saying. It's the game. Ugh. <laughs> Memphis, I have an idea. Cool. Do you know how to sell stolen computers? <laughs> I'm not in the computer game. What is it? Is it because I'm a mole? You just, we're all criminals? No, it's because you're like a fancy boy, like the other fancy people, and they seem to know how to do all the stuff. I assumed that you were just like powerful and like stuff too, and like you work at a cool nightclub. This is a really cool nightclub, or you own it, and like you know Rosen, so obviously you're cool. Thanks, girl. <laughs> um, yeah. Memphis says, that's very thoughtful. I appreciate all of your high opinions of me. I gotta be honest, though. Um, I'm kind of new at this. Um, I'm not from Valentine. A lot of us, us being moles, moved here because it's one of the nicest underground cities in the world. One of the, you know, a lot of opportunity and freedom and stuff. But my success has been largely because of the community around me. Uh, we have a really strong uh, union. We have a lot of solidarity. Um I don't want to big myself up here. Um, it's a team effort here. <laughs> um, also, like 40% of my operations are owned by, what are they called? Rosen, what is it? Buttery something? Buttery spirits! Yeah, the big, we got a big investment from the, those elf guys. Um, that helped a lot. It's super pissed off Solomon. It was hilarious. See? Memphis, it's a match made in heaven. Memphis, buttery spirits are my patron. They give me magic and I do music for them. So I mean, so you already kind of work for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just more. All right. I mean, I don't have anything planned right now. Um, I'll have to look into it. I was mostly planning on <laughs> playing cards all night, eating a bunch of mealworms, and then watching streaming television in bed. So I'm not... Let's all have a sleepover. <laughs> okay. I think maybe you should sleep at your own house, but then we'll we'll meet back up in a little bit and we'll... See what we can do to give you guys some direction? Okay, but we're safe now, right? Well, I think technically our safety was always guaranteed because, as implied here, this entire us being threatened to be killed was a little more than a way to raise our stock. I mean, pres presumably if you guys turned down Solomon and didn't have a backup plan, uh, mm -hmm. Bo could have pulled support and then you guys would have been boned. But right, right, right. you happen to do a good job searching the computer and befriending Algernon. That's the only reason you guys even know Memphis exists. Yep. So, you guys earned that. Yay! We appreciate the, uh, the opportunity here, and uh, hopefully we can be useful assets for you. So, back in the club with Inspector William Graves and Katarina Krakenbane. He sees the picture of the, the email. He thinks for a while. And then Graves says, so 
did you call me here to kill me? Give me a reason why I should save your life. Man, I'm just so tired. So tired all the time. I just don't want to fight anymore about any of this. I don't have anything to offer you. If you're going to kill me, kill me. That's it? I thought you'd have more fight, Lydia. Especially you type with kids, you seem to be all about that. I have life insurance. They might be better off without me. I'm nothing but, in, but an embarrassment. You must have had something before we came into the picture. Yeah. <laughs> Police can be mobilized in very profitable ways. I was... I was successful. Until you guys repeatedly rearranged my face and got half of the department slaughtered. Yeah, well, that's a story in and of itself. You know, you don't have to work for Solomon. You're still part of the game, but you could work for someone else if you really wanted. Who would want Solomon's failed idiot? That's not exactly a value proposition. I think you still have some use to you. I wouldn't have even bothered making you this offer to, to speak with you first if I didn't think so. What is all of your obsession with me? What, is, what made this so personal? I was just trying to do my job. What What is all of your damages? It's not you, boy. <laughs> it's this whole game decided to fuck with my life. And now that I'm in it, I'm going to win it. Heck. I used to think that way, too. That I'd be so indispensable and valuable. I get promoted all the way up and then I get my own teams and then we'd make a bunch of money and then we'd take over some department and someday I'd be sitting at the table with Solomon and I'd say, look how far I've come. And now I can't even look myself in the mirror. See, that's your mistake. You played by the rules of the game. It's not cheating if you don't get caught. <laughs> how do you... I know I'm going to regret asking this. How are you planning on cheating? Spots on the board open up when members die, correct? Huh. Yes. I think it's time we open up some seats on that table. <sighs> <laughs> Austin left me alone, which is a really bad idea. So you get to hear the credits from me all by myself. Whoa. All on your own. Yep, no, no Austin's here. 
for music this month, we have New Jack Mantle, an arrangement of The Mantle from Nights into Dreams, and Music of Funk, an arrangement of Stage One Gotham City from Batman, and also Linear Groove, an arrangement of A-Type and B-Type from Tetris. Thank you, Overclocked Remix. Thank you for the help with the music. <laughs> That's what I do. Exactly. <laughs> Someone help. <laughs> I'm in the room. We're here together. We're doing it this week. I was trying to see if she could do it herself. No, I'm not. I'm not a grown up. All right. Executive producers for the month of March for 2018 are Lurus. Kerstin Haslinger, Joseph Tombrello, Jade, Arna Helgadotir, Brent, The Cult of Gorfanax, Devin Smith, Paul Mullen, Dr. Goatman, Toshiro Kuro, Andrew Grothin, Levi the Young, Kevin Dobbins, Morgan Rapp. Wait, you skipped on. Oh, I'm sorry, Anthony Sever. I skipped you, apparently. But Morgan Rapp gets two. Bonus. <laughs> Jana Helver? Gina? Jana? Uh, <laughs> I can't do this one. Help. Joji Asmir. You did it. I think. Yeah, you get through the next one. Douglas Williamson. Doctor 101. The Most Wise Guru. Z23619. Qu- quench the Void. That's <laughs> the quenchiest. Tim Doubleman. VZ Huggles. Jay Logan. The cast of Dungeons the Gathering. Madison Lilith McKenzie. Notorious Stoltz. I'm just yelling at the back of your head. <laughs> I'm standing behind you, just screaming. I hope it's loud enough. Yeah. Oops. Victoria Melito. Scotty Vilhard. Aline. Mazjan. Criterion. Ren. Einar Johansson. Carter Rayner. Major Tim. Matthew B. Hare. Jorgen Indy Monster Winewick Ford. Joy Fox. Razumi Yazura. Albert West. Ken Furstel. Eleanor Nonante sees Periton. Scott Cummings. They say Ken Furstel. You're scrolling fast. Did I miss Ken Furstel? I hope not, Ken Furstel. <laughs> I <laughs> thought I said it. I don't know. I'm, you shouldn't have left me in charge. <laughs> Scott Cummings, do we say? I said that. Now we said it more. Star- <laughs> Starlight Glimmer did nothing wrong. Juman Jack. Mel Teach. Arjun DeConing. Grimlock. John Potts. Dawson Parr. You have some kind of scrolling illness. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Everyone yell at Austin. He's being mean. Noah Sudret. Zephosaurus. Elderly Goose. Salad Child. Sarah Stone. Thorsten Gross. Caster UK. Aki Savalinen. The Paladin's Wife. Florian H. Precious, Rocky, and Bella. Parentheses, Kitty Cats. Hi, Kitty Cats. Junk 2.0. The Hadsels. Dominic Bowden. Melissa Nielsen. Don. Eugene T. Connor Reynolds. Pruitt Holcomb. Artemis BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Bristol. Francois V. Shanus. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. Miko from Finland. Dennis Bangston. Josh Mosier. Indigo Van Dane. Allison Ansel. Sydney Marzang. Just the jester. Sevard Nakrasimova. Brady Warner. Kitty Foe. James Neely. Marissa Donaldson. M. Joe. Lana Seawolf. Toby Gleason's Attack. Matthew Weber. Melissa Booker. Cameron Abbas. Dylan. Anna Stulfar. Sean, the host of Funk Dunk Plays. Harrison Andrew. Christopher Charlow. Jorrit. Vega Arnstein. 
August Rue. You missed Cody Jackson. No, I didn't. Cody Jackson knows what he did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Cody. Austin can't handle my scrolling. She, she's doing it like it's some kind of fucking challenge. <laughs> I'm just trying to do it helpful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Fuck off. What else do we say during this part? Patreon.com slash Austin Yorski. Yeah. That's me. I was going to say, we usually thank the cast. I forgot about this little promotion. <laughs> no, we sketches at bandcamp.sketch.sketch.bandcamp.sketch. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep putting a sketch in bandcamp and dots. You'll figure it out. Weekly uh, Monger Recap. Yeah, that's Chris. He does stuff. Mm-hmm. Laura's Laura K Buzz everywhere. Also, kotaku.co.uk. The UK, not code. regular one. Yeah, don't go to the other one. Jason Schreier is there. Who knows what he's up to? Who's Should that? He works at Kotaku. Oh. <laughs> so that wasn't Do like you a real, know him? That wasn't like a deep lore joke. <laughs> he was just like, I know his name. I'll burn this guy. Got him. Uh, I'm Margalicious on Twitter. R-A-W-R-G-L-I-C-I-O-U-S. I can spell. Good job. Also, we're on iTunes and Google Play and Podbean and YouTube. I'm running out of breath for all the places we are. Austin's dying. Please, send help. Please send him fries and sloths. Please subscribe. <laughs> I need you to hit that subscribe button. <laughs> Slam that like. <laughs> please. My family. My family's dying. Family. What's happening? <sighs> Thank you to all the cats listening. We appreciate you. All the dogs, too. And any other animals. Mm-hmm. Special shout out to Golden Moles. Special shout out to Golden Moles. Look them up on YouTube. They're good. I'm done. I'm taking a nap. All right. Bye. <laughs>